Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet. Good morning. How y'all doing? I am your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from New Orleans. Uh, still recovering from foot surgery, so I've been limited with my activity. Uh, today's show is sponsored by Credit Safe. Extend credit safely with Credit Safe, a great and cost effective way to do credit checks. Let me know if you want to do a comparison and I can hook you up. Uh, as always, a big thank you to all our listeners, uh, especially the international crowd that has really grown over the last number of weeks. Uh, as an example, I had over 80 people from Ireland listening to the show. So please continue to tell your friends and associates. I uh, hope you enjoyed last week's show where we talked about leadership. Uh, question is, are you aspiring to be a future leader in your company? And as always, today's show is an open forum, so feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5790. And remember, you can always listen on demand after the show, and please let me know if there's a certain guest or subject you'd like to have on the show, and I'll do my best to get them. That email address is rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. You know, I've been thinking a lot about all the things we have to do day in and day out in this crazy rental industry. Uh, So I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I'm calling the rental quiz. If you have a question you'd like to ask after the quiz, I can do another one. Just send in your questions. Uh, Could be some fun. And I think you'll find some of these questions interesting and challenging. Uh, So here we go. Uh, No right or wrong answers. Uh, Like in the old days, I hope you have your number two pencil ready. Uh, or in these days, it's more like a mouse ready to click. And I'm going to be all over the board today. So here we go. First question. How many sales calls does it take to one contractor before he'll give you an order? That is, trust you enough with your equipment. Next. How many dozen donuts or Chick-fil-A trays do you go through in a week? And do you go to the job sites or the corporate office or both? And how do you find good outside sales personnel? Do you promote an inside salesperson from within or do you recruit from a competitor? How many clients do you feel a salesperson can effectively handle? And do you work by territory or by product or customer type in sales? Next, what do you do if a salesperson get th- can't get through to a customer after many, many calls? Do you try someone else to see if they can crack them? Personalities do differ, as we all know. And what about delivery personnel? They are so important to us. Do you equip your delivery personnel with marketing materials like a generic business card or flyer? After all, sometimes they're the only person from your company that the customer sees or comes in contact with. So their personalities and their attitude towards customers is very, very important. So why not leave something with the contractor to help remember them? And what method do you use in opening credit accounts? Do you use the old-fashioned way of collecting 
the supplier references, you know, which typically are the ones they pay best and on time? Or do you use one of the credit reporting companies to make the credit check easier, faster, and more effective? I'd really like to have some feedback on what you're using in that regard, like a survey. So let me know. Is it Experian? Is it Dun & Bradstreet? Or some other agency that uh, maybe we can get on the show to help uh, talk to y'all. And if someone starts to pay slower than usual, do you check the credit again to see if others are having the same issues before it's too late? Companies' credit can change from time to time. Let's talk about damage waiver. Do you explain damage waiver or whatever equipment protection program you offer at the time of opening up an account? Or do you request a certificate of insurance at the time of the opening of an account to avoid the customer to pay the damage waiver? And are your people well-versed in discussing damage waiver? What percentage do you charge? Years ago, this <laughs> damage waiver started at like 5%. And now it's up to 14 and 15%. And if you're charging it, when was the last time you increased it? And what does damage waiver really cover? How's your fine print to let the customer know how he's being protected if he pays it? Are there any deductibles to the customer? And do you believe that damage waiver is a problem solver? That's, you know, that's one reason it was developed. So an inside salesperson, for example, could conclude an issue if damage occurred. I'd like to know your thoughts on that. What is the stance of your insurance company if you offer damage waiver? We have to remember, after all, it's a subrogation issue that can affect your insurances if the customer is paying damage waiver, your insurance company can't go after the customer for damages. And speaking of insurance, when was the last time you shopped insurance? Or does your agent come in the day before the policy expires to tell you what you have? In my last position as a COO, I convinced the owner to shop it. And we saved, not only did we save $250,000 and got better coverage, obviously, we changed agents. Nothing against all the agents out there working hard for you, but it could help if they're too comfortable with your business. And that's what I have found in many, many cases, that the agents are comfortable. So don't hesitate to challenge them. See what you can do better. And do you know or have you reviewed all the different options available to you in different types of coverages? As one example, occurrence versus claims made, just to bring one little issue up. Is your major equipment registered with the National Equipment Register? Keep in mind, this is a benefit of ARA membership. I had NER on the show some time back, if you want to learn more about NER, go back to listen 
to that podcast. It was very informative and can really protect you in the event that you need a law enforcement agency to go after someone. And have you ever had another CPA look at your tax returns to get a second opinion? Again, as a COO, my owner allowed me to get another CPA involved. Guess what? It saved him $300,000 in taxes. In all the meetings we had with his CPA at the time, he only seemed to be concerned about Obama tax at the time. So you never really know what somebody else might see in your numbers. And a note about a question about damaged equipment. How much time do you give a customer who you feel damaged your equipment and they have to come in and inspect it with you to authorize the repair and extra charges that they'll incur? Is it 24 hours? Is it 48 hours? Whatever the case may be, do you make a, someone make a personal phone call to the customer to let them know that the issue exists and that some decision has to be made and proof of it? And do you charge for downtime when it's being repaired? That's an open-ended issue. And do you take pictures as equipment goes out to establish the condition at the start of the rental? And do you take pictures upon return if equipment comes back damaged or, for example, full of paint? And cleaning fees. Who makes the call if your equipment has come back, say, covered with mud that will take extra time to clean it and get it back rental ready? Does the manager have to inspect it or the service manager? Who makes the call? And obviously, the person cleaning the equipment, who's one of the backbones of all of our our businesses, uh, has to ring the bell to say that this is, uh, I guess, abuse or it's more than the norm when it comes to cleaning the equipment. And have you invested in flat-proof tires to reduce flat tire charges? Customers should always love that. And there's so many, so many different types of tires out there for certain types of equipment. As, uh, as I viewed at the ARA show, there were just a number of great suppliers who had the right tires to do the right job. And if you rent any type of vehicle, car or truck, do you do anything to brand your tires and batteries and check them upon return? I know this may sound crazy, <laughs> but I've had people rent trucks just to exchange and get a, brand, a better set of tires for their vehicle, a better battery. And so we started branding them so that we, our guys, upon check-in, uh, could, uh, could notice them very quickly. And quite frankly, this applies to other equipment where tires and batteries are involved. So whoever's receiving your equipment... And obviously, it goes to a fuel area first. Talk about that in a second. Uh, to check not only the condition of the machine, but also to take a quick look at the battery. Uh, you may want to put your own decal on it uh, for a quick review. 
as, as well as the tires. Some tires may not be street ready, so to speak, but it's an issue. And, and these days they got a bunch of crooks out there and they'll run something uh, just to get uh, your good stuff off of your equipment. And it comes back with different stuff. Uh, so at this point, uh, before we go to the, the next subject, uh, which we're going to talk about your yard, uh, let's take a quick break and we're going to go back to Voice America. And remember, our show sponsor today is Credit Safe. Uh, back to you, Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit GenieLift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit GenieLift.com. That's GenieLift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equip Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to RentalEquipTalkRadio at gmail.com. That's RentalEquipTalkRadio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back uh, today, uh, May Day. Today we're doing a rental quiz. Uh, This is the second section that we're going to talk about. And so the next question, here goes. Your yard. How long does it take you to get a customer in and out if they come to you 
to pick up something. If it's an air compressor package, for example, are the jackhammers, hoses, and chisels located close to the compressors so the yard personnel aren't running all over the place to get it together? I've seen this happen in many cases. And the same applies to pumps and hoses. They really need to be close together. And it also applies to welding machines and welding cable. And cable that has become so valuable that the cables have to be locked up at night. Because, you know, the bad guys want that cable to go back to the, uh, to the yards where they can cash them in. And do you supply extra washers for air hoses with your air compressor in advance? Say hooked on with a small wire. Does your yard flow so customers don't have to do a lot of backing up or turning around for safety reasons? Is it a flow through yard? And let's talk a little bit about quality control. When you walk your yard, and I've done so much of this, do you check to see that your equipment number is very visible? So that the delivery personnel, if assigned to go get a piece, can identify it easily. Along with that, are your company decals in good shape on the equipment? After all, every piece is a walking billboard on a trailer, being towed, whatever the case may be. And obviously, you certainly refuel your equipment upon each return for proper fuel charges. But when you walk in the yard, do you check that fuel level? You want to be sure that it's ready to go and doesn't slow your customer down. And is your fuel tank easily accessible to the return area in your yard for speed of checking in a return? Again, it's about customers getting in and out quickly and often if it's a delivery, oh, excuse me, a walk-in customer, uh, the amount of fuel that they use needs to get to the rental counter so they can close out the contract. And along that line, how much do you charge for the ever-changing prices in fuel today? And do you consider the labor it takes to do the refueling? The rental car companies certainly take complete advantage of this if you don't bring the car back full of fuel. And typically, when equipment is put back on a line, it has a ready-to-rent tag with a date on it. So while you're walking the yard, do you ever check those dates to see if anything is what I call hugging the fence? In that, I mean a yard personnel rotating equipment are using the first one online, and some are not getting the right utilization, and if so, maybe you can do with less. So it really depends on the rotating of the equipment, and if one is going in and out, is it the first one in and out? Almost like the accounting term, first in, first out. And the equipment that's on your yard. Do you run the equipment on the yard a few times a week to make sure that mysterious now it won't start, Ghost, has arrived when you need it the most and slows things down.
And what do you do about flat tires? Do you outsource and have a service company handling it? Or do you have your own internal tire repair division? Remember, the longer the customer is down, the more impatient they grow. I recall Sun State Equipment, I believe to this date, has a separate tire company that handles all of their tire needs. Does your facility have a good security system with cameras in key places to record events during and after hours? Think of all that equipment that needs protecting. And do you video record events at the rental counter? Is there a surveillance camera there? You never know when someone might be renting something to commit a crime and it could come back to you for visual identification. Of course, I could be watching too many Criminal Mind shows, uh, so I'm a little oversensitive about that. But uh, it has happened that I've found uh, chop saws, bolt cutters, uh, trailers, a number of things that uh, were left at crime scenes or theft scenes that come back uh, because they know it's got our name all over it. So uh, law enforcement comes back and says, who rented this thing? And sometimes it's probably false identification, but you might be able to give them a picture of somebody. You know, in this area, the other day, a car dealer here had cameras and thieves still took tires off 31 new vehicles. These guys must have had experience working in a pit crew. They had some surveillance, but they weren't able to identify the thieves. And how about your down equipment area? Do you tag the equipment with a date and problem when it's taken off the line or returned broken? Along with that, when was the last time you went through the down equipment and checked the dates in the tag to see how long it's been down? Have the parts even been ordered for it? You may be surprised. Certain items always seem to get pushed to the side because they're not in a rush to get a fix. And do you have a system of priority for certain types of equipment that should be repaired over others? Obviously, the higher rental revenue items should take priority over the smaller rental revenue items. And when something comes back, this is going to sound crazy, but do you repair immediately or wait until a rental comes up for the equipment? I've actually heard of this being done, that equipment sits on the line until they get a call for it, and then at that time, they'll spend the money to get it fixed. Well, we're a 24-7, got to have it now industry in most cases. So <laughs> anything that's down always gets under my skin. If you're an aerial, are all your certifications up to date? And in your shop, do you have all the safety equipment like eyewash, first aid kits, and the like that could save someone's uh, health in the event of, a, of an accident of sorts. Again, I know there's a lot of uh, federal regulations with OSHA 
of things that are required, the question you need to ask yourself is, am I in compliance? And do I have the things that I need to protect my, my people in the event of some type of internal accident at the shop? And along with that, you have printed and available to everybody emergency phone numbers of ambulance, hospital, police, fire, whomever there may be, that in the event that something happened, they're quickly available on a wall close to a phone to get it done. Especially with this day with cellular phones, are they logged into your phone for a quick uh, quick response for a 911? And when was the last time you walk through the customer experience at your location. From the first moment they exit their vehicle, through the counter experience, all the way to moving into the yard, getting instruction and loading, flow of the yard and exiting. I call this self-shopping. Be interesting to try it one day and see from the customer's perspective how good you are in that regard. And when they're in the shop, in the, in the store, is your showroom appealing to customers? Is equipment on the showroom floor displayed orderly and prices easily identified? Or does a customer have to ask, for example, how much is this pump? And then everybody scrambles to see what the price is in a price book or in the computer system or whatever the case may be. And do you have safety supplies like PPE easily visible and suggested by your inside sales personnel at the time of the rental? This is an easy way to boost sales and software these days can give you suggested items depending on the equipment that pop up when you go to look up rates. So it's like an instant reminder, uh, somebody tapping you on the shoulder say, ask them about this. And does your company have its own app to make it easier for customers to rent? Do they use it? And does your website allow for customers to place orders with you? And what percentage of your business comes from your website ordering? Do you like this method or feel there are too many unknowns in doing this? And when was the last time you checked your website's activity? There are ways to do this when you set it up, right down to the page most often see. And this is a very valuable uh, learning tool when it comes to your marketing, because a lot of money is spent on websites these days and to know what part of the website either works or doesn't work is very interesting. And in fact, when was the last time you logged on to your website? Again, the customer experience to see how easily it was to navigate the site and to see if the things that you want exposed to the public are readily visible on your website. Again, you won't know these things unless you take the time to go back and check the activity and what part of your website is the most appealing 
to those who look at it. You may be spending a buttload of money on your website, and maybe it's not doing any good. Maybe it's not appealing. But if you don't stop to try to look and see where the activity is coming from, you're really never going to know. So all that being said, the question is, when's the last time you checked your website's activity? <laughs> so uh, with that, we're going to go back and take a break. And when we come back, uh, we'll talk about some billing issues along the way and rental rates. So with that, we're going to jump back to Voice America. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. The Genie Z60 37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60 37 FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back. And today we are taking the rental quiz. Uh, we're about halfway through the questions. So let's, uh, let's keep rolling. We've covered a lot of Different material and a lot of different stuff still to come. So uh, hold on. So the next question. At what point do you typically bill out a monthly or four-week rental? 
do you wait the 28 days or do you build the 17th or 18th day into a rental period when they've actually earned the four-week rate to get the bill in early for payment? That can always increase your cash flow if they get the invoice in line sooner rather than later. And rental rates. When was the last time you studied and increased your rates? And what are the parameters or data you use in deciding to increase a rate? Or is it just what you feel the market will bear? Do you look at time utilization? Do you look at financial utilization or both? Or even the increasing cost of the equipment coming out today that's smarter and safer that all comes at a cost. We typically used to use, look at utilization and financial, and if they're both high, that means there's a little room to inch up the rate just a little bit. And are you using telematics or GPS on your more valuable equipment? This is a, this is an, a subject that is really coming on strong, and there's uh, more suppliers and better technology coming out every day. And if you do, does this help with your insurance costs? Interesting subject. And do you keep the age-old rental report and review it every once in a while to see what you're really missing along the way and what maybe you should invest in? And I'll come back to the missed rental in just a little bit. Now, what about people? How often do you review your compensation plan for your employees? And when was the last time you reviewed your benefits package? It's becoming very competitive out there. Sometimes it's not just the compensation, but the benefits are equally important. I've seen jobs, especially for older folks, uh, that it was more important to have insurance than it was for the gross dollars that they, may, that they may be compensated. Do you provide a company truck for your salesman or anyone else in your organization? If you, <laughs> or do you pay them an allowance? And if in fact you're paying them an allowance, are you listed as an additional insured on their policy if it's an allowance? This can be very important in the event of an accident on company time. Do you have an incentive program for both outside and inside salespeople? And what about service personnel? Those are responsible for keeping up the fleet. Say something based on uh, how much down equipment is there or how quickly the turnaround in repairs is going. And does your company, obviously the large ones do, but the smaller ones may not, have a handbook about policies and procedures? You know, unfortunately, these books have grown over time with federal guidelines that must be spelled out, as well as some policies are created as things go wrong in a business. Say, Tom did X, so we better have a policy to protect us from anyone else who may do that and get us in a jam. Are you active in social media? And do you have some rules and regulations about that in your handbook? 
As an example, I had a salesman post a picture of a customer at an event on social media. Unfortunately, he wasn't supposed to be at the event and got in trouble for being there. These days, it's a very, very touchy subject. So better have a policy to cover your you-know-what. Next question. Do you have a contingency plan? The what-ifs. ARA just put out a great contingency plan book that deals with hurricanes and earthquakes, tornadoes, flooding. And there are so many unexpected natural disasters and non-natural disasters that can take place in your business. No power. How will we communicate? What about equipment out on rent? Depending on what part of the country you live in, you know what you may be subjected to. In the South, it's hurricanes. But do you have a written plan? Trust me, it helps. Especially if you have to if you feel you have to move your equipment to a safer, maybe higher ground area to place and protect your assets. Are the booms down? Is equipment all fueled up? Those types of things, backup contracts, so many things to consider. Is your facility equipped with a way for emergency to take place? That's something that can be done by your electrician. And in fact, uh, how can I say, uh, save you in the event that you do, in fact, have another uh, method of getting power back on. So enough about the building. Uh, Have you ever stopped to see how many customers are paying with credit cards? And have you ever thought about adding a fee if they use a credit card? That's an extra cost to you. But you do get your money faster than extending credit, which has a cost value to it. And how do you combat national account pricing? If you're a smaller independent, can you outservice them? That would be an interesting question. Uh, just because they're bigger, that doesn't mean that they're better. And how often do you review your customer list by revenue to see if someone has stopped doing business with you or drastically reduced their business with you? And do you go and find out why? Are you first call for a customer or a secondary supplier? And is that because of the inventory that you carry or are they just like somebody else better? And if you're an owner or branch manager, how often do you get out and thank customers either in an office or on a job site? And when was the last time you had an open house or customer appreciation day, say cookout, at your facility or maybe even on a job site. 
bringing lunch is very important to folks these days, especially if you plan it right and, in fact, know how many people are going to be there so that you can prepare and have enough food for everyone. Is there a certain area or position in your company where there is continued employee turnover? How do you combat it? What can you do to reduce the turnover? Next, when someone calls for a price that doesn't have an account, because I know that's typically the first question that's asked, do you just quote the book rate, the rate I'd love to get, or do you quote the best rate? So what if they don't call back because the book rate was too high? And all the fees. <laughs> do you tell the customer all the added fees that will apply to the rental, like damage waiver, fuel surcharge when fuel prices rise, environmental, property tax in some cases, lots of surprises along the way. I recently called a couple of places to see how they would respond to giving me a rate, and they gave me a rate, and they just said plus fees. And do you ever get a chance to compare your financial statements against the industries, like through the cost of doing business survey with ARA, or maybe in a business group that you may belong to? I think this is one of the most important things that you can do, or even branches of national companies, expenses by percentages should be very close, labor, maintenance, occupancy, things like that. Inventory, two questions. If you don't have what a customer needs, will you re-rent the equipment? And if so, will it be from a local competitor or one of the national re-rent companies, such as Big Rents, who's been on the show before? Along that line, do you work with any re-rent entities, such as Big Rents, as a supplier? to feel their company's customers' needs. And, you know, I'd really like to, to get this on a survey. It's becoming more and more popular, and does it increase your fleet utilization? Asking you, please, send me a note on your experiences, either as a supplier to a re-rent company or a customer using a re-rent company. Again, I'd love to get an email back from you, thanking you in advance. Send your notes to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. And when we come back, we're going to talk about ancillary charges just a little bit more. Uh, at that, uh, let's go back to Voice America and take our last break before we rush through the rest of the questions. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. 
You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back. And today we're doing the rental quiz. And I want to repeat the last part that I just finished because I'm Sincerely looking for some uh, feedback from you guys. Email it to me, please. And that subject has to do with re-rent. If you, if you don't have what a customer needs, will you re-rent the equipment? And if so, where does it come from? A local competitor or a re-rent company such as Big Rents? And along the same lines, do you work with any re-rent entities like a Big Rents as a supplier to fill their customers' needs? Please, please send me an email. Let me know your experience if you've had any. And another note I wanted to mention about ancillary charges. We mentioned before about fuel, delivery, pickup, you know. How many ancillary charges do you have? Wind Systems put out a, a great paper on this subject. Let me know if you'd like to get a copy, and I'll be glad to send it to you. Do you get a daily or weekly dashboard? That is the KPIs or key performance indicators that keep you on the pulse of the business? Is it revenue, number of contracts written, amount of equipment returned, number of pieces out on rent, down equipment, utilization of your fleet? So many moving parts for you to manage. A dashboard, keep that in mind. Some software packages allow for this to happen easily. Are you active in your trade association? 
I mean, are you really active? Do you attend local meetings, regional meetings, and national conferences? And have you ever aspired to be an officer and help lead the group? ARA, AED in the States, but how about you folks in foreign countries who tune in? There must be some other associations that you can align yourself with. And do you have a new employee training guide? It may outline a number of things, like accepting responsibility towards your training and who is responsible for keeping up with the progress. Things like learning how all equipment operates, paperwork flow, any trading, excuse me, training videos like those from ARA, towing, loading, uh, how rental rates work if you're progressed to inside sales. Many times someone is hired for a specific job classification, be it sales or maybe a technician. But there are always certain elements of training that must take place, especially in the area of safety within your company. What have you found to be the best recruiting method you may use? Is it the classified as, typically always online these days, word of mouth, or incentives to existing employees if they help you bring someone in? And how do you feel about recruiting military personnel or veterans? I know there are incentives for you to do this. Do you have a written plan? Do you have a specific marketing plan that includes all aspects of your advertising and promotion of your company? Unfortunately, many of these items are hard to measure the return on. I can remember when Yellow Pages were so important. Not anymore. They're like a thing of the past. If you're a smaller family business with a plan for a younger family member to take over, do you take them to the bank with you to get to know your loan officer? Do you review monthly financials with the family members to teach them the importance of financial ratios the bank wants? Etc. Do you fully utilize your software management programs that are available to you? Sometimes the software has so much to offer that you may or may not be utilizing it to give you great statistical information to run your business or branch better. Do you know who your biggest competition is? What is the best time to turn a piece of equipment in your fleet? And what decisions go along with that? Do you have a selection process before you take on a new line of equipment? Check references, calls for due diligence to other owners or operators, check insurance, warranty policies, parts discounts, equipment discounts, safety compliance, features, so many things to consider. Do you subscribe to any lead services to keep you to keep you up with construction projects coming into your market? And are they effective? And which one do you use? And what do you give back to your community to be a good citizen, so to speak? Or does your company have a charity it supports publicly? Or maybe a sports team? What's the best for you and your company? No matter what position you may hold in a rental company, what do you do to inspire your team, or in many cases, your department, be it the service department, the yard leaderman, the lead inside sales guy, 
to work with the others. And how do you feel about the economy in your market? What do you do to keep your pulse on it? And what are the biggest challenges you face in your business? Have you ever taken the time to write them down and try to execute a plan to combat them? Do you have expansion plans? And are you grooming staff to handle those responsibilities? And what is your unique selling factor? How are you better than brand X? And why do people want to do business with you? And also, what keeps you up at night? And the last question that I'm going to throw at you. If you could change anything in the way you run your business, what would it be? And if you know that, what's holding you back from making the change? So, there you go. 100 plus questions to ask yourself. I'd love to get some feedback on your thoughts, especially on re-rents and credit checks. Remember, you can email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. As always, uh, remember that you can listen on demand, which is the biggest part of my audience. About 90% are podcast listeners, which I truly appreciate. And I hope that some of the issues today, especially today, either helped or provoke more questions for the success of your business. Remember, there are no right or wrong answers to today's questions, just food for thought. And let me know if you like a copy of the quiz, and I'll be glad to send it to you. Next week, May 15th, join me again for an open forum, random issues around the industry, like problem solving, fresh eyes, successful people, customer service cultures, and great bosses in the workplace. If you'd like to be a guest, suggest a guest, advertise, or have a question, or need a guest speaker or consultant, or somebody just to talk to, please keep writing to me at rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. I always have a quote for the day, but today I have two. First is by Thomas Edison. The greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time. The second is by Peter Drucker. Wherever you see a successful business, someone once made a courageous decision. It's been my honor to spend this time with you. I'm Donald Charbonnet, your host and the diehard of the rental industry, signing off. And remember, be safe and good renting. Thanks for tuning in. See you soon. And back to you, Voice America. Thank you for tuning in to Rental Equip Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.